Good morning, it's Sunday, May 24th. We're reading through the Bible. Today we're gonna to encounter the beginning of First Chronicles coverage of David. Uh, 12 chapters, of course, as we would expect, David gets the focus uh, in chapters 11 through 13. That is our reading, First Chronicles chapters 11 through 13. David becomes king. Uh, he takes Jerusalem. We have a brief summary of all of that. The Jebusite city becomes the capital of uh, Judea, of Judah. Uh, he has a mighty team that is assembled, his mighty men as it's often called, but he's got a great team behind him as every good leader does. And in chapter 12, we see the description of the building of an army. And what's great about that is the army is totally behind David. They vow their allegiance and loyalty to David as he is God's choice leader for this uh, period of time. And uh, just everything's looking so good here. And God then, of course, is going to uh, symbolically have his presence there among the king and among the people, the Ark of the Covenant, which by the way is called the throne of God, as God is enthroned between the wings of the cherubim, these angels on the top of the box, this gold-covered box uh, that the Ark of the, or that the uh, tablets of the covenant are in, uh, that then is transported to the city. Now, with all of that, it seems like this would be the perfect uh, you know, three chapters of great things that are happening. But unfortunately, as you remember from our reading uh, previously, this is when Uzzah reaches out to steady the ark and he dies. And David does not care for that. Of course, he's thinking they're doing the right thing, but he recognizes as our passage reminds us and will remind us as he eventually does bring the ark into Jerusalem, that he was doing it wrong. Did it on his terms, not on God's terms. God had very specific instructions about transporting the ark and David and his men had failed to do that, even though they were celebrating. They were celebrating and they thought everything was great, but in fact, it wasn't. John chapter 9 is our reading, uh, actually the first half, John chapter 9 verses 1 through 23. It is a great account of the blind man who gets healed. And there's a lot of interesting dynamic going on in the synagogue here as the um, fathers, the parents of the blind man after he's healed, they are fearful. They're fearful they might be put out of the synagogue. And so you see the trepidation and kind of the uh, community politics at work here. And there's a... Uh, a great lead into where we'll go tomorrow when we get into the rest of this chapter. So 1 Chronicles chapters 11, 12, and 13, and then our New Testament reading, John chapter 9, verses 1 through 23. And I chose to begin in the book of 1 Thessalonians, almost randomly, just looking through books of the New Testament, where, where will we find a lot of community imperatives or community commands? They're not stated as one another's, but they certainly are about how we treat one another in the body of Christ. And so I'm going to start in 1 Thessalonians today, and our first community imperative comes from verse number two, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter one, verse two, and it's very simple. Here's what it reads. It says, we give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. So our community imperative, I just put it this way, thank God for each other. Very simple. Thank God for each other. So this is a simple command. I would just throw out a random number here, uh, maybe five people today that you haven't thanked God for regularly. I think we can quickly look to our closest friends and thank God for them. But here are people miles and miles away from Paul and he's thinking about them and he's praying for them and he's thanking God for them. So instead of even just praying for specific things for them to be answered, prayer requests. I just want you to pick five people today, this morning, after you read your Bible and spend time in First Chronicles and John 9, for you just to take 
time to sincerely and gratefully thank God for five Christians in your Christian life and just tell God you're very grateful for them. Let it move beyond your biological family and spend some time doing exactly what we see Paul modeling for us here. And that is our prayer life that is filled with thanksgiving. And in this case, for those people that God has placed in our lives that we love, that are brothers and sisters in Christ in the church. So that's our community imperative for today. Thanks for watching and listening. And we'll be back tomorrow as we continue our reading through the Bible. Thank you.